Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Netball Nation. I'm joined in the studio by our very own Maggie Birkinshaw. Hello everybody. How are we, Max? I'm very well, thank you. Very good. And as always, the one and only Sarah Bayman. Hello. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good. Right, let's get cracking. Uh, we're going to find out how all three England Nets teams got on in the conclusion of the World Indoor Netball Championships where New Zealand had another incredibly successful tournament. We're going to chat in a bit more detail this week about the England Roses programme and find out who Mags and Sarah's ones to watch are. Are you ready for that? No. No. <laughs> you better be. I better start thinking. And finally, we'll be finding out if Sarah is in the bad books after betting against West Coast Fever on last week's episode. And we'll, of course, be catching up on all the round 12 action from the Sun Club Super Netball competition where the battle for top four is really heating up. Loads to talk about. Are we ready? Yes. Let's do this. Welcome to Netball Nation. Let's kick it off with uh, what we spent a bit of time chatting about, the Nets Indoor Championships. This was on last week's episode and the competition came to a close last week. So let's get up to speed on the placings in each group. Uh, We absolutely have to congratulate New Zealand on another incredible tournament as they got a hat-trick of gold medals in the mixed under-21 and women's competitions. Think that deserves a round of applause. Yeah, yeah. Well done. yes, well done. It looks like New Zealand are dominating Nepal Abs- at the moment. Well, absolutely, and Australia as well, second in all those competitions. So that's pretty good. Do you think yeah. that's an accurate representation of form at the moment? That New Zealand are flying high, Australia are almost battling to get in at that top spot. It seems to be following suit, doesn't it, with the uh, the recent yeah. performances that we've had. Um, they're strong, aren't they, across the board? Netball, whether it's sixes, sevens, nets. Normal netball, yeah. whatever. They're just strong. They're a great Absolutely smashing it. Well, as well, we saw both the mixed and under-21 England sides finishing in third and the ladies' uh, side finishing fourth behind the South Africans, which, again, good work. Good work to them. Uh, now, we spoke last week about the popularity for the sport growing in this country and I think that the England team should be really proud of what they've achieved and the fact that they've performed so well under pressure and they've caused some upsets as well. So, well done. Uh, well done Absolutely. to you lot. Uh, you can definitely hold your heads high and get a Netball Nation salute from us. <laughs> also, so just want to mention as well that we received a message from Declan and Della who've set up Northern Titans the North's first men's netball team do you remember we spoke about yeah. this um, we gave them a shout out about the trials a few weeks ago we told them get back in touch let us know how you've got on and stuff they said the trials went really well they had some Netball Nation listeners turn up get themselves along because they heard us talk that about it that was just it. Maggie yeah. <laughs> that was just Maggie <laughs> Get that one quiet, didn't you? I even had my false moustache. Do you know what? We wish you every success because that is amazing. It's brilliant to hear that um, you Netball Nation guys have just got, yeah, got up and And it's hard work setting anything up from scratch. You know, like lots of people know out there who've set up clubs from scratch and the sort of getting the word out there and getting players there. You need your head feeling. Why why would you want to do it? It's the hardest part, isn't (laughs) it? So it's tough. So like, yeah. Well done to them. Props yeah. to them for Huge for taking that on. And yeah. hopefully they'll have some help from, from some of the other players. In All there. being well. And keep in touch as well. Let us know yeah. how it's going. We want to know. Right, we'll move on now because, sorry, you gave this news a shout out in last week's show. So I thought it'd be good to delve a bit deeper and find out what you both think about uh, the Roses programme and who you think are the, the players, the sort of ones that we've got to watch. Yeah, right. Um, we also spoke to England head coach Jess Thurlby last week. Uh, she said she believes that year one in a four-year cycle is just as important as year four. Do you both agree with that? No. (laughs) Please elaborate, Sarah. Well, I mean, competition years, competition years in a four-year cycle are years three and four. So year three will be your Commonwealth Games. Year four will be your your World Cup. And so years one and two are important, and especially this time round, because I think there'll there'll be a lot of youngsters coming through, a lot of change post-World Cup. 
And so they are important to find out who you've got to to kind of, you know, blood some youngsters against top class opposition and, and see how they go and make sure they've got experience for years three and four. But to say, like, it's not as important as years three and four because there's no major competitions, so it can't be. And and the point about blooding the young ones, because there are quite a few youngsters that have stepped into that programme. Are they going to be given that opportunity? Are yeah. they actually going to play them? Because it's all right having them in the programme, but if you don't give them the run out at a time that matters and counts, it's, it's pointless. Yeah. Is it kind of like if you go to uni and you're in year one and it's important because you, you're finding everything out? But it's then you important, get but you know three. you can fail a module. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you still know, progress. You can go out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday if you want, don't you? On year All one. uni students do not do this. <laughs> yeah. This isn't advice. No. Just, just, I mean, you can watch two episodes of Neighbours a Day <laughs> if you want. <laughs> and you can still get to year two. But come year, year two and three, mate. Ooh. Game stop. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. all it's all work and no play. So revision and books year three. I, I like that we've used that analogy for, <laughs> for the netball's four year cycle. Yep. It makes sense. Uh, right. What do you reckon Jesse's sort of main priorities are going to be in year one? I think like Maggie said, you've got to get players out there. Yeah. And I think England have done a great job recently, but realistically, they've done it off a squad of nine or 10 players. Yeah. And so there's a lot of players who are in that Roses programme who haven't got international experience, who potentially could have got some. And you've got really good players coming through, but the step up in level from Super League to international is a shock to people's system. So you've got to get them out there. You've got to get them playing internationals, competitive internationals, and make sure that they they know what that intensity is like. And and that, you know, like we said, coming to um, major competition years, They've got that experience of playing against the top nations. Yeah. And and we've been used to winning. I think this is where we have to maybe look at what Jess's future plans are because she may have to accept a couple of losses, yeah. you know, in big games to give that opportunity to some of those players because you can never recreate that intensity or that feeling in in training. You have to give them the experience for real. And and it is hard to keep perspective sometimes because you know we'll have a, a home quad series in yeah. January, everyone will be going nuts. And England will want to do well for, you know, for the spectators and for the media and everything pride else. Well. And for mm. pride. And and it's it's easy to lose perspective. But actually, what's more important at this point is just finding out who she wants as her long term yeah. prospects in that squad. And so, yeah, we might we might have a couple of disappointing losses in this next year. But as long as, you know, they're learning at that point that's okay it's it is sort of like end of year two to three that it then becomes more crucial that you win yeah um before we do get chatting about the 29 athletes who've been selected into the program i'm wondering if you guys can explain to the netball nation listeners the different routes because there's p1 p2 and p3 athletes aren't there what what does that mean um so p1 are the people who are in the program so the full-time program that's run out of loughborough they will be in their training as as a group what's that about four days a week yes yeah four four days a week i think they start second of september first of september whatever september them and then they'll go weekly and they've got a few weeks and then they'll go on tour and then they'll be back in and so that's like a full-time program p2 is um the athletes are based abroad so australia basically australia now And P3 is for anyone who doesn't want to, doesn't want to, or can't enter the full-time program. So, the likes of Ebony Osoro Brown, Rachel Dunn, 
for this last World Cup were P3 because they, they work, they have full-time jobs, they couldn't go into that programme, but then you can trial for tours. Um, oh, that's good. Having not yeah, been in the yeah, programme. So you're not excluded because of the fact you have a life away from, you know, the full-time programme. That seems like a really good thing. Is there anything that you that is you think could be tweaked about that or do you think actually it's good because it's inclusive for everyone? I think there's always things that can be tweaked, but I think like Jess Thilby said to us when she spoke, it you, you want to make changes for, for a reason. reason. You yeah. don't just want to go in there and change it because you can. You want to, you want to make changes for, for good reasons. I, I think what I was surprised about with the announcement was that they named all the P2 athletes because mm. fundamentally anyone who's out of the country playing netball is a P2, P2 athlete oh. because they're, they're not in the full-time programme other than when they come in to train like before tours or before home test series. So I was a bit, I was a bit baffled as to also, why? Why, why? why you name those athletes yeah. or why you name P3 athletes mm. because P3 athletes is anybody, anybody else in wider, Super League. Like anyone wider. can go, oh, I um, want a trial. Yeah. Um, I think that's what's upset. I say upset and I say that, you know, respectfully, that it's upset a few of the players because they say, I am here four days a week for this whole year, whatever it may be, yeah. doing the full-time programme. And yet my opportunity to play for England may not be as strong as people would suspect because you can still go outside of that yeah. group and bring in anybody that you want. So is that keeping the girls on the toes, just in case there is somebody better? I know that the kind of, the expectation would be that if you're that P1, you should get on the court. You should. Because you're but there like, all the time. Like you say, there would be a bit of you going, hmm, well, what if? Um, in terms of those who have been named, mm. are there any surprises for you? Um, well, I mean, England netball just dropped Kate Shimmins' name in like it was nothing. But, Do you <laughs> which think she'll be a good addition? Because she, she's previously represented Australia in the Fast Five Netball World Series. But yeah. She's got British nationality, hasn't she, through one of her parents. Um, well, Mags, what do you think? Maggie's going to sit on the fence. <laughs> no, nah. I'm not. I'm not sitting on the fence. <laughs> for, for me, Maggie's for not me, got a fence. <laughs> yeah. she's, never, she's never owned one. She pulled it up. <laughs> I used she it kicked it down stumps. one day. <laughs> cricket stumps. For me, from what I've seen of her, no. She, what, you know, why? she wouldn't. Well, because I, I, I honestly, and this is my this is my personal view, mm. I believe that we have better defenders, you know, that are maybe already playing out in Australia that are maybe not getting the exposure and the opportunities that they should be getting. Yeah. Um, I've seen her play a few games and she doesn't, you know, she doesn't light me Stand up. Stand out. She doesn't light me up mm. at all as a, as a strong quality defender. Yes, she's playing in the Sun Cup, but she spent most of this year, has she been on the bench for most of it? Right. Yeah, I think before Layla got injured she was. Yeah, so... You know, for me, I'm not saying that she can't play because she can play. She's playing in Suncorp, the best league in the world. But for me, she she's a surprise. We just need a buzzer here for Mags now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Kate. What Stronger. about you? Sorry. Um, I think I think my, my view is actually similar to Mags in terms of, I think in in this squad, she she might be good to have around because she's she's fairly experienced and, and we don't know yet how many of those experienced players are coming back. But fundamentally you're Australian so mm. you've come because Australia don't want you if you if you were good enough to play for the Australian Diamonds you'd play for the Australian oh, yeah, Diamonds we knew this though um, <laughs> and so like you can you can wrap it up any way you want and yes she's got a British passport so she's she's eligible to play yeah. and you know you, you're gonna have to just deal with that because she's she's got a passport but I think my problem is that if if you were good enough to play for Australia, you'd play for Australia, and yeah. and it's it's a second choice, and I don't think that England should allow themselves to be a second choice for anyone. That's fair. 
Okay, if, if you're just How does that work with, um, I don't know if I dare ask this, with Chelsea Pittman? What are your thoughts there? Because um, she has played for Australia. She has won mm. numerous accolades playing for Australia. But she's another one with a passport that's the right colour. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think Chelsea's... Um, I, I think when she first came into the squad, my, my opinion was similar. Mm. Um, however, she... she she kind of did have a few more options in terms. Mm. She's got all passports. She's got a New Zealand passport as well, so she could play for anyone. <laughs> Lucky girl. I know. Um, I think for me, the difference is that was it wasn't a position of of total need, but it was a position we were light in. Okay. Wing attack. Mm. All right. Um, and I'm not saying you should go out and look around the world for a wing attack because you because you don't like what you've got at home. But with Kate Shimmin, I think you look at Fan Williams, you look at Vicky Oyasola, you look at Raz Kwashi, Summer Hartman, you're yeah. not short of defenders. So that doesn't serve mm. the same purpose. Uh, well, I was going to touch on that because from a Vitality Super League point of view, it's nice to see the likes of Sophie Drakeford-Lewis from Team Bath and Vicky Oyasola from Loughborough Lightning in the mix, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think Sophie Drakeford-Lewis had an incredible season. Um, Vicky also played really well. So I think those are the kind of players we're going, yeah. you need to get them out on court. You need to see what they do against the South Africans, the Jamaicas of this world, and, and give them a chance because you can tear up Super League but then but that next level but up. then you've got yeah. to you've got to give them a chance at the next level yeah and we're also going to see Gabby Marshall Jodie Gibson Beth Cobden and Leila Gusketh coming back from injury so there's so much young talent there yeah there is but I think uh, like Leila and Beth will probably they'll, they'll be a while away from coming mm. back so they're probably going to they'll miss this whole international season but that's fine you know Jodie they're still young they're still young and well yeah <laughs> <laughs> they are by my <laughs> no I'm joking they are still young um, but you know Jodie and Gabby just back from injury and they're another two you know they've got bags of potential mm. but have struggled with injury we've not really seen what they can do so that's exciting yeah it's exciting to see mm. what they can do right brilliant thanks ladies uh white white oh white or white <laughs> brilliant thanks ladies uh, we look forward to seeing lots of the younger players getting experience at international level exciting few years ahead right we move on now to suncorp super netball round 12 and before we get cracking is stacy speaking to you sarah uh, yeah, she <laughs> did. She have anything to say? No, which is never a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's holding off. She's waiting for a moment. Uh, so we'll start uh, with Stacey's fever side, who, as Sarah put it, have the chance to shatter some dreams over the coming weeks. How nice! Uh, yes. And they had a really tough game on Monday against Collingwood Magpies, who are fighting to keep their top four dreams alive. It was Magpies who got the crucial win which sees them just one point behind fourth place Giants. This makes it very exciting, doesn't it, for the next week? Yeah, for sure. It really, really Two does games it. left. Yeah, it ramps it up a bit. Uh, in this week's match against Fever, however, it was ex-Fever player Nat Medhurst who put an amazing performance that helped Magpies get the win, 63-57. Now, ladies, a lot's been made about the fact that Fever cut ties with Medhurst in a bit of a shock move at the back of the 2018 season. And she's come to sort of make them regret that, really. Uh, have you ever had the chance to do that in your playing career? Oh, I think you. I think you. Well, I think I, I did all the time because you know every time you're not picked for a squad for England or whatever, the next time you go out, I'm going to show you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's quite always quite nice. But I think club wise, I don't think I've ever left a club not liking it or on yeah. bad terms. Um, so it's more of a you know you play them and and it's it's always weird playing against your old club. Yeah, I find it like it's quite an emotional thing um, because you've got lots of friends there and lots of ties there. But you still want to um, win. 
But I mean, you obviously <laughs> still want to win. I think, but I think that's the most respect you can get, give to a club as well, wanting to beat them. Like it is this kind of highest level of respect because you kind of go, you're a great club. And so if we beat you, that's great for us. We're even better. Yeah. Is what you were getting. Well, at <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't want to say it, but obviously, <laughs> it uh, and that really was a must-win game for Magpies, wasn't it? That one. Yeah, absolutely was, um, because of the fact that you know the the difference. I think the differential now on the scores are just so one close. point, so mm-hmm. close. So they had to win it. Listen, before we move on, I need to ask. I'm going to have to talk about the clothesline. We've got to talk about it. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, with Courtney Bruce, because there was a lot of discussion between her and uh, Nat Madhurst and whether it was intentional or whether it was accidental. Yeah. Um, what are your verdicts? Well, I think for people who didn't see it, what happened is Nat Medhurst ran, ran the baseline um, and Courtney Bruce put her arm out and kind of cracked her one across the face. Um, I, in my opinion, I don't think Courtney could have seen her coming because it, she was pretty much dead set behind her. So, yeah, you shouldn't put your arm out like that because well, it's obstruction, you can't do it and you've got the potential of smashing someone in the face. But she was just trying to shut off base and hadn't moved her feet is what I see it as. I don't think she could have seen her coming, but that's probably giving Courtney the benefit of the doubt, but kind of knowing the girl and and what she's like, I don't think she'd go out to just whack someone in the face. And I have to stand up for defenders here because, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again, netball is an attacker's game. And from seeing it as well, I do not think she intentionally meant to take her out. And her arm was so high. Normally, as a defender, you sort of your arms are down here somewhere yeah. around your hips, feeling for them coming, not up here that's level with mm. her neck. Um, and she's walked into it. Um, but it, she walked into it. She walked into it. Spoken like a true defender. She had it coming. She saw it. Do you know what? It's contact contact from her her face with my arm. Can we put that in she, the rule book? Yeah. <laughs> she but walked no. right into but it. But in fairness, she? in fairness, I mean, I know that Nat Meadows were a little bit peeved by it. She didn't want Courtney's yeah. assistance in getting up off the floor. Yeah, she's going to be upset because it probably hurt her. Yeah. But in defence of Courtney, I really do not believe she I mean, to be fair, it. if she did see her come in, fair play, because if you can see someone who's... <laughs> she has got, if you can see a someone, great defender. If you can see someone who's straight behind you, then, yeah, I mean, you, you, that's probably why she's maybe she's, why she's so good. She's like an defense. owl. Yeah. <laughs> Eyes in the back of your head. She proves it. Well, the weekend also saw Swifts come out on top against Melbourne Vixens, 57-51. And that win puts them back on the top of the ladder after after Sunshine Coast Lightning jumped ahead of them earlier in the day after defeating Giants. The game saw a superb defensive display from both goalkeepers, with Emily Manitz and Sarah Cloud turning ball over for fun and keeping the score down for both sides. However, despite the defensive pressure, player of the match, Sam Wallace had a fantastic game and shot 45 of her 49 shots. Wow. Uh, Swifts are still looking clinical, aren't they, ladies? Yeah, they're looking really good. I watched this game um, and I was excited about it and it did live up to the hype, really. I, I thought they did a really good job of keeping Vixens quiet. Um, what was exciting was to see Nat Haythonthwaite have her first full game back for Swift. Yeah. She played well, so that is really exciting. But um, they just continue to amaze me. Like they they had like a bench full of injured players. So st- it, they're like unrecognisable <laughs> from yeah. the, the, the team that started mm. the season and still they win. Mm. Um, good for them. Yeah. Good for re- them. Really good for them. And, and then the signings have kind of just come out this week and they've pretty much signed... I've signed them the all whole squad up, up for next year so it's, it's looking good for Swifts and like you say well done to Nat so yes. congratulations mm. we're rooting for you here in Netball Nation <laughs> Nat right moving on Lightning did well to hold off Giants as both sides hadn't lost a game since
since returning from the Netball World Cup, but it was Lightning who took the win, 60-56. And we once again have to talk about Nolene and her ability to make changes at key times that can then have a major impact on the game. So Lightning were down uh, by four with five minutes to go in the second quarter. And Nolene made two changes, bringing on Peace Proscovia at shooter and Maddie McAuliffe in wing defence. Peace then shot three goals on the trot to bring the margin back to one. And Lightning then grew in confidence, pulling away in the third quarter. And Peace also went on to shoot 100% netting 25 from 25. As a coach, how important is it to know that you're making the right calls at the right times in those kinds of games? Do you know, sometimes you don't know yes, that you're making knew, the right call I knew at you the were right time. Say that. Maggie, you don't, don't. don't give the secrets yeah. away. Just do it and look Take confident. <laughs> you know, if it comes off, you think they think, wow. She she just knew what was going yeah. on. She'd read that game. She'd got it down pat. Sometimes you don't know. You but because it's not working at the time, you've got to throw something else at mm. it. I, and peace is just quality. And let's just remember where she learned a trade at Loughborough Lightning. But yeah. I think I think what what um, yeah Lightning what Lightning have got Sunshine Coast Lightning um, is two very different shooters. So Cara Conan gives them much more movement, movement. in that circle. Yeah. And peace, it, peace posts up a bit more, holds a bit more, gives them a target, and so actually, it it can be like a very distinct change rather than it coming on like go on and do this exactly the same job but do it a bit better. Peace, it's actually you go on and play your game, and it will completely change the game for the feeders. It will completely change the game for their defenders. Yeah. Yeah. So what they've got used to is then a mix up. So I think they're quite lucky that they've got two quality shooters there that, that offer two different that offer styles. two very different options for them. So if it's not quite what they want, it's got, it, they, can, they can look to the bench. So in that respect, it was tactical and Nolan will have thought it through and known how that was going to change the game then, won't she? Yeah, and I think um, people have been surprised, some people, especially in this country, because we, we know Peace Proscovia really well as a player, at, at the fact that she's not started every game for Sunshine Coast. But I think... What Nolene's done really well, and you know, people always get praised when they're winning, but what I think she has done really well is use Cara Conan against defences that would match up well against Peace. Mm. And so actually they've got a moving circle on there. They've given the defence something different to think about. And now when you play Lightning, you probably wouldn't know who no, was going to start. And it's yeah. it's difficult when, when that's the case. So I think she's kind of used that change up really well throughout the season. Good for her. But she also made a defensive change and an attacking change. Mm. Is that a bit of a risk doing that at the same time? Not when you've got benches like they've got. Yeah, when, and you, know, you know when you've got quality yeah. on your bench and you know that you can pick any tool you want on that bench that will go out and do a job. They're impact players, some of them. So you know the impact is to change it up, make it a little bit more difficult for the opposition, and it works. Yeah, and to be fair, Maddie McAuliffe has started most of the games this season, mm. so it's not like a completely new defensive Unknown. line. Yeah, yeah. like they, they know each other really yeah. well back there. Right, then next up, Thunderbirds took the win against Firebirds to keep them winless still this campaign. Now, we spoke last week about the importance of Firebirds keeping the big names for next season and they announced ahead of the game that both Caitlin Nevins and Laura Klamesha are set to retire at the end of the season. Does that news now give Firebirds the opportunity to sort of rebuild for next season as well as hopefully retaining some of their key players? Yeah, it does. It was a weird announcement, though. It's almost like we've retired them. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> services dispensed. <Yeah. laughs> Imagine, like, Asara, we're going to retire you. I'm like, here's Sorry. your gold watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll take that. But it, it was an odd announcement. But I think it gives Firebirds more scope in this closed season to change their squad. And they need to. You know, you look at. So look at Fever. Nine of their ten players are contracted for next season. So actually, if they want to change the squad, they've either got to buy someone out of a contract or, you know, 
just get better mm. really mm. whereas firebirds if they've got a few leaving it means they've struggled this year they can get some new faces mm. in and try and change it up that way they kind of it's a good opportunity for them to do that really yeah. isn't it uh, in terms of the game thunderbirds won quite convincingly in the end 71-59 is it going to be now do you think too hard for firebirds to get up there for their remaining fixtures do you know some, quite a lot of the games that they've played they've been there or thereabouts haven't mm. they they have scared Quite a few of those teams. But it's they've never just, quite they're, done it's it. Closing the game out and maintaining, keeping possession, not making silly mistakes. Let's be right. You've got Shamira Sterling at the back that's turning ball over for fun and, you know, and creating havoc for uh, shooters. But it, they just can't seem to, to get it to the end. Mm. I think. Um... They'll want to. They'll want to win this season. I mean, I hope it doesn't come this weekend because they're playing well, no, FIFA. <laughs> oh yeah, take yeah. that back, Sahara. Yeah, I've got a mute button. <laughs> but I think first time out, them and FIFA drew. So, mm. like, like we said, that they've been up there. They just can't. They just can't quite get it. So, I mean, let's hope last game of the season next week they get yeah, a win. Yeah, yeah. there yeah. we go. Because no, yeah. I don't know who they play, but it's not FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done, Mags, for pulling her up on that. Great save. Right, okay, next week is going to be vital in terms of who's going to make top four. We've got Magpies at home to Swift. So, who's your money on for that one? Well, this is going to be a good game, I think, because Swift's... Uh, whilst they don't need to to win, they'll want a home semi final, yeah. so mm. they'll want to win. Magpies are desperate to win to get top four, yeah. so I think it's going to be tighter than people think. I think Swifts will still have too much for Magpies, but I think it could be really tight. And what about that um, the centre court mix up this this week in the game? Do you think that that was that? Because I didn't see that one coming. For Magpies. Yeah, for Magpies. Yeah, so they played Ash Brazel at yeah. centre and um, put Kim Avellian back to wing mm. D. Um, and yeah, I think it, it worked for them. Um, you see, for me, as coaching hat on, yeah. I loved seeing Ash play centre because for me, the best centre is one who has wing defence as their second position or the other position. So somebody like Sarah who played wing defence. <laughs> you were waiting for that, weren't you? Not blowing smoke a bit. It's just the truth. And so, you know, she was just tipping and turning yeah. ball for fun. And it was quite refreshing, actually, to see her playing in that position. And I think what she's got over a lot of the, the centres in Suncorp, so on last week she played against Verity Charles, mm. this week she'll probably match up against Paige Hadley. Yeah. One, she's a little bit taller. Mm. And two, from the fact that she's athletically incredible mm. and also plays AFL, her vertical jump is massive. So actually... What killed Fever last week was just pockets. She went to pocket, they fed it over, no one could get near her. Yeah. And that could that could work again against yeah. Swifts because they've got a relatively short um, yeah, centre, but they have got Katrina Dory at Are you Windy. backtracking now then? You're changing your mind? No, no, no. no. no, no. <laughs> so you're both still saying Swifts? I think I think Swifts will have too much for them. Yeah, I do. Okie dokie. So you're saying Swifts on that one. Uh, Giants are also away to Thunderbirds. What are your predictions for that one? This Giants. is going to be well. No, I think this is going to be another really tight one because Thunderbirds have kind of got got into a little bit of form now, um, and Giants they've been going under the radar and doing pretty well, um, but that's a tougher way. Like that's a tough game for them. So I think I think Giants will win because they have to, but I think it'll be tight. What are you saying, Matt? I said Giants right at the start of it all. Okay, uh, and I just think that they will. I think they've just. Just got enough to get them over the line. So you're agreeing on both of them. And just as one's about to come to an end, we're looking forward to next season here. And Sarah, there's been an announcement made recently that I know you've been very outspoken about. Just <laughs> just talk out, <about> Sarah. <laughs> yeah, well, the announcement was that there was going to be a 19th round of Super League um, to, well, to start it. 
So the Super 10 weekend in Birmingham was going to be an extra an extra round of Super League and you were going to play the teams based on positions last year. So 1v2, 3v4, etc, etc. But the points counted towards the league. So my issue with this um, and a lot of people's issue with this is that it then just skews the league because we play Bath on that first weekend. So we'll play Bath three times that season. Other teams have only played Bath twice. If you've got if you've changed your team a lot, so I, I think Pulse this year will be quite a strong team. They, they finished bottom. So then you'd expect them to to do really well out of that because they've got three points from that first weekend and they've got a head start on people. So I, it's just not really fair. Like you, you, you either play teams twice or you play them three times. You don't play them two and then add an extra one on and, and then count the points. Like last season, top four was decided by one win. Mm. So if that win is then yeah. that first round... It's not really fair, yeah. is it? You know, Th- Thunder have got wasps. Like one of those two is not going to have points from the first day where they might have otherwise done. So who is it that's made this decision to do it? Um, you know, the the league, England netball. And um, what what is the what is their reasoning behind it? I think what? their reasoning behind it is that they want more tight matches. They want the league to be as close as possible, and they think that this is a potential way of doing that. Um, you see, this, sorry to interrupt you, Sarah, but this takes me back to when we were at school and, you know, sports day and making sure that everybody's a winner. Inclusive. It's all inclusive yeah. and what have you. And you know what? Sometimes, you know, you've just got to accept that there, there are winners and losers, yeah. but this is not the way to do it. I don't but, believe But I also think last it. season was, was really competitive. Like, bottom five teams beat top five teams yeah. all throughout the season. So it's not like we've got a massive divide in the league like we've had previously. It's not like there was runner away leaders and everyone knew who the top four was six weeks out from finals that didn't happen so I think you've you've almost got to kind of stick with the process and go the league is improving in terms of getting tighter and more interesting year on year you can't just accelerate that by going no. oh we're gonna we're, we're now gonna, gonna stick this in and like I said ch- teams change so much year on year that you don't know what's going to happen last year 1v2 played in the first round which was us against Wasp and we got spanked by 30 goals so yeah. teams in the season yeah yeah you beat them and, and, but that's what I mean like teams change a lot in off season mm. like there'll be teams in that in that Super League next year that are unrecognisable from last year so I, I, there's just flaws in it for me. Do you know what me. makes it a little bit more interesting is if you've got some sort of geographical link with the teams, like they have done, you know, so, uh, sorry, sorry, it's still maybe Loughborough versus Wasps because it's, mm. the, it's that geographical thing. thing yeah. I know when there was a, a team from Yorkshire in the Super League, you know, that War of the Roses, it made it interesting mm. for people with Yorkshire versus, you know, um, Lancashire or Manchester and what have you. So that works better for me and... I would suggest for some of the spectators because, you know, they just think homing on the area that they're from. Like, I really like the concept of of the opening weekend and, you know, all teams being there and everybody plays. I think it's a really good concept. I just don't think you can attach points to what is fundamentally a one-off game. And is this set in stone now? Is this definitely happening? Um, I mean, I don't know. Well, it's definitely happening because there's tickets on sale now. Um, so there's no, so, no going back. So I, I don't, I, I don't know any more than that. Um, it, it's happening. You know, we'll be ready to go on the twenty second. Um, whether they stick with the plan of awarding league points for it or not, um, I don't know. Um, but I think if it's what it, if it's meant to be about a spectacle for the spectators, then just make the games 
mean nothing to the league. An exhibition. Just play the yeah. games, exhibition, job done, and then everybody plays and each other And I think you look, at, you look at what Suncorp did, and they did they did it this year in terms of a pre-season tournament. Mm. All the teams were there. But they it played. But it didn't count towards the... And it, no, no. Yeah. And, yeah. But it was great. And, mm. I, and I think a week out from the season starting... Everyone would play 100% with their best teams because they you need to know what, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's going on the next week. So I think it will still be, even if they took the points away, it would still be a great spectacle. And I think what I do kind of want to get across is I'm not telling people not to go and not to buy tickets oh, because no. that, that's the worst yeah. thing possible in this scenario. I think we need to pack the stadium, but... But we just kind of need to get to a point where we don't feel like we have to tinker with our sport for the sake of it. Yeah. You know, like we... Like with football, you don't go, oh, do you know, actually, let's just get rid of throw-ins because they're, they're a bit boring. <laughs> yeah. No one like, wants to see that. Like, like, let's yeah. just put some boards up at the side and play it like five a side. No, but it's funny you should say that because they're talking, you know, like in rugby league, they talked about, you know, when they've got scrums. The scrums in rugby league are basically not worth what the, you know, the mm. paper that they're written on. However, the sport came down and said, you're not getting rid of it because it works. So mm. they won't allow anybody to tinker with their sport. So why are we allowing... Mm. Well, no. I think so many people have spoken out about it that it may be, may be re-evaluated at another time, do you reckon? Maybe looked at and thought... Is this the beginning of the revolution? Is this what you're telling me? <laughs> Is it starting right here? Do I need to get a bandana? <laughs> yes, you do. Shake of armor style. Producers, can we get one now, please? Oh, <laughs> well, thank word. you, Sarah and Max, for sharing your opinion. Uh, I'm sure loads of people are going to be talking about that as well. You can get all of your opinions into us. Hello at mynetballnation.co.uk. Right, before mm. We wrap up then because it's that time already. Have you got any shout outs? Oh, wow! Oh, well, Go we've on. got uh, I'll start. I've got two if that's um, acceptable. No, nope. have... sorry, Max. <laughs> oh, choose which one, choose which one, choose which one. Go on, uh, Marika Halhausen. Yeah, big, big respect to her having um, hung a boot, so no longer playing international netball, not going back to stars in the English Super League, an absolute superstar and ambassador for a country and for. Uh, for stars you know enjoy your retirement have a great time yep. um, and you know go and do all those things that netball doesn't allow you to do because uh, you're training go to 82 weddings you've missed <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah go, you know actually have a birthday and go yeah. to other people's parties yeah but um, I think I think it's nice as well that she's retired after a World Cup where they made top four you know that's yeah. that's like a fitting kind of end and, and it would have been nice for them to get a medal but not at England's expense um, and it's good that she she got up there yeah. for yeah, her last yeah. tournament. Yeah, and, and fittingly has retired at the top of a game. Round of applause then. Yes, Round of applause. Of applause. Yes. And the last one is I've got to show huge respect to Amma Agbeze for doing that naked shot in Women's Health UK. Amazing. I had I, I completely take my hat off to her. A fabulous piece written as well about being, a, being an athlete, you know, being muscular, that you can still be feminine, all the rest that goes with it. Uh, Good for jaw her. dropper, jaw dropper when I saw it, but I thought, go girl. Good for her. You, you I own admire it. that. You I own it. That. Um, yours coming out next week, Max. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I use a bit of a loincloth to cover certain areas? <laughs> Sun page three. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a bad, a bad level. Right, sorry. Have you got any shout outs before this goes any further? This is descending into the watershed. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, I don't. I don't <clears throat> think I have. Obviously, always shout out to Fever. Um, yeah. and hope they get the win this weekend against yeah. Firebirds. Um, best but, of luck. Yeah, best of luck to mm -hmm. them. Um, but no, other than that, 
I'm pretty quiet this week. Shout out to the traffic that kept you in it Shout for three out to the hours today. We're now recording at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> the dedication here is strong. Thanks everyone it? for travelling. <laughs> <laughs> right, before we love you and leave you, I just want to remind you that if you have got any questions, please do get in touch. You can tweet us at MyNetballNation or drop us an email to hello at MyNetballNation.com and we'll make sure we cover them in next week's episode. Uh, thanks for listening to Netball Nation. To listen to our podcasts, head over to MyNetballNation.co.uk and make sure you follow us on all of the social platforms platforms at my netball nation cheers girls see you later cheers, cheers. bye have a good one this is netball nation